welcome back to Lipstick and Lightsabers. I am Shannon. And I'm Alex. And the day of this recording is officially speak now, re-record, release day. Of course, when you hear this, um, that'll be a couple of days later. But we are just living in this speak now, lovely haze of a bubble. And we're going to talk about so many unhinged things today. I'm just, I'm so ready. Yeah, we're like oddly kind of sitting in the mid to the mid 2000s today <laughs> with Speak Now and then like another show that we've been watching. Yeah, well, and the main topic today is indie. And I feel like, you know, that had its resurgence in, around that time too. With it the was like 2008. Yeah, yeah, with the fourth one, um, which I watched for the very first time not that long ago. <laughs> Um, and I am here to say a few days before you saw Dial of Destiny. Yes. And I'm here to say, um, I love Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. (laughs) I thought you would because it's so silly and goofy. (laughs) Just the way he looked so like they were like, you cannot forget this movie's in the 50s. So we're going to make this one character look like he walked off the set of Grease. (laughs) Like (laughs) it was ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. And like. To me, it reeks of George Lucas. When it's like a silly, goofy, corny time, (laughs) you know George Lucas was living, you know? That's just how he is. That's true. George Lucas was living. He was living. 2008 was such a time for George Lucas, you know? And I really do think with this new Indiana Jones, like, I think they did him proud. Yeah, I wonder, like, his true thoughts. He was at the premiere, so he's seen Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, he's seen it. And I mean, and he's, you know, credited, like, in the credits and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, I have I have many – I would love to hear his thoughts on this installment because it's it's so fun. Mm-hmm. But, of course, before we get into that, uh, we got a couple of things. So, we might have mentioned last time that we were contemplating taking the plunge and watching Lost. <laughs> and boy, howdy, did we. <laughs> Um, specifically Alex, who has watched 50 episodes since the last time we talked. Yeah, I, I've watched um, up to season three, episode one. Well, I see I'm still in season one. So. it And it's like really wild to me that this was like cable TV so that there were breaks <laughs> for Christmas and over the summer. So like I watched the season finale of season two. And I was like, oh, my God, people had to wait, like, three or four months. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine? No. You remember the time when you, like, these se- and, like, these seasons are so long. Like, you know, you watched it all year. Yeah. And then you, you had a break. You know, like, some shows kind of suffer from being, you know, eight to ten episodes these days. Yeah. Because you don't get as much... Um, character building like lost it mm. with those all those episodes because you would get so much backstory see like that's what's so wild to me about lost is that like it's actually a character driven show mm-hmm. like yeah there's plot but like the episodes are like about the character like and you're gonna learn backstory yeah. you're gonna see them grow you're gonna see them change like it's not like yeah these little things happen on the island with them trying to do stuff but like it's really just a character driven show and, like, we were talking about this before we recorded. It's like, did they have a direction? I'm going to say no. I think they were just like, I just want to, like, 
do this. Like in this episode, <laughs> they're gonna golf, but we're also gonna unpack. Episode. We're also gonna unpack Saeed's triad tragic backstory um, with torturing people. <laughs> <laughs> the duality. <laughs> yeah, I like. I love though how the flashbacks actually play into the current story. Like, there's a point of like, why are we telling this little story of this character's life? Well, it's because that informs how they react to the situation on the island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And like, <laughs> I feel like it is no surprise. Um, Alex and I are Sawyer girlies. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm watching it and like, obviously Alex is farther than me. Mm-hmm. And like, both of us are like completely unspoiled on like everything. Like I'm spoiled on season one and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like watching it, I'm like, of course, who who is on Team Jack? Nobody. Well, like, how many times have we seen Soy like like same guy, different font? Sawyer is just <laughs> one iteration, right? One font. He is. He is. I mean, when he's like they think he has the inhalers, but he never had the inhalers. You know, like what a baby girl thing to do. But speaking of um baby girls, okay. So I watched all of the bear. I watched both seasons of the bear because everybody was freaking out about it on my timeline. I kept seeing gifts. Will Poulter is in an episode. I was like, I think I need to watch the show. And the way this consumed me, okay? I've seen like, a lot of people say that there's moments that are hard to watch. And I'm not quite sure what that means. It's, what they mean is that it's, well, for me anyway, is that it's stressful. Okay. Like, specifically, there's this episode in season two. It's the Christmas episode. And the pure anxiety that I felt during that whole episode like I was watching it with my mom and my mom is like very sensitive to stuff like that she had to like leave (laughs) she couldn't watch it because it's so like high stakes and like Carmi himself literally is the spiritual embodiment of Kendall Roy if he was a chef um I love that because I mean I'm a Kendall girly yeah like he just has so much I don't know what it is like angst inside of him and it's like, do I truly love what I am doing? What am I without my career? Just yeah. like, it's so good. And the actor who plays him like does a really good job. Like he's like mm-hmm. a rat man. He's just so, that he I, just is such a rat. My only experience with him is that uh, actors on actors he did. Jennifer, Jennifer Coolidge. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they <laughs> did, that was a really funny interview. I've seen mm-hmm. that. Yeah, he's really good. And then the actress who plays Sydney is amazing. And like, okay, she's so she's in um that new camp, that that yeah. camp movie. I saw a trailer for it before um Asteroid City. About um drama camp. It's like the oh, drama musical. I know one. what you're talking about. She's yes. in that. Um but of course, so one of the reasons why I watched the show is because everybody was shipping Carmi and Sydney. <laughs> and like I don't the, to me, this isn't a spoiler, but I don't ship them romantically. But that's the whole like, thing is that there's been so much discourse over shipping them there, or not. There has been. And to me, and like, this is going to sound so bizarre, but I feel like their relationship is like, it transcends it being a romantic relationship. Yeah. Like, Well, like I said to you, I'm like, oh, are they like um, 
t- t- um, Ted Lasso, right? Like, is yeah. it like Ted? And, and Rebecca. Yeah, and Rebecca. Yeah. And, and I would say, yes, it is. Like, I – there's something – there's, like, this soul connection with these characters. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if they did a romance, it would just, like, muck it all up. And it, it and the reason I say that is because, like, Carmi has a relationship in the second season. And it's to, like, juxtapose, like, his life and his career and, like, stuff like that. And I feel like if they threw Sydney in there, like, everything's going to fall apart. You know, and like but, they like, might that do that. Could happen because could it sounds that. like he's messy. He's very <laughs> messy, and like Sydney herself is also extremely messy. Like they're two disasters. But I also like I don't see any like sexual tension with them. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's just something else. Like yeah. they just they're two halves of the same coin. But like there's no like sexual chemistry. At least I I don't okay. feel the sexual chemistry. I am um, going to watch it. I don't know if it'll be after Lost or in the middle of Lost, <laughs> but I will watch it. Yeah, I um, had to stop watching Lost because I got so obsessed with the bear. Like, I watched the whole first season that, in a day. Like, you're, you're done and you yes. can go back to Lost. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say, um, speaking of Ted Lasso, I don't know if we talked about your thoughts on Shrinking since you watched it. Oh, no, we haven't. So, okay. So, I did watch all of Shrinking and I will say I didn't like it as much as I think you liked it. Mm-hmm. What I liked about it is I loved Harrison Ford's character. Mm-hmm. He was really good. I I honestly wish that Harrison Ford was the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the daughter. I liked that dynamic. But like <laughs> Jason Siegel, like Jimmy, he's a terrible therapist. Yeah. Yeah. And I, was I just mean, like, he is. But I was like, why aren't we getting any consequences <laughs> for this man being a terrible therapist? <laughs> Maybe there will be in season two. I don't know. Well, like, the relationship that we get, I'm like, stop. What are you doing? <laughs> Everything's just played off. Like, I oh, mean, it's fine. He is, he's mourning, right? Like. Yeah, but she's not. <laughs> no, she is, though. That was her best friend. No. You wouldn't well, yeah, say that but she's like, mourning, too. I mean, I would, but I feel like the vibes are off. Okay. The vibes were off, but because I love her, and like I, I think if I think think this is also the messiness, though. This is like you know, if Carmi, you're saying if Carmi and Sydney were to get together, it wouldn't be right. It would be messy. I think this this shrinking situation is that. That's true. So I guess like this is like the case to be had for like we need a second season when the writer's strike is over to like see where we're going to see what happens Mm -hmm. i do like the daughter a lot like i liked that journey that she went on like you were comparing it to like davy and never have i ever Mm -hmm. i definitely see that um so i really liked that for her i just need to see jimmy pay for his crimes (laughs) (laughs) i also like find that jason siegel always seems to be playing a similar character he does. He's always playing like. But yeah, I'm Jason glad Siegel. that you liked Harrison Ford's character so much. He's really good in it. I so like it was really great to see him in that because I finished it before we saw Indy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really really awesome to see him play this character and then see like the similarities and like the way Harrison Ford does things like a little bit different for Indy. Like that was really fun because I feel like. Harrison Ford, like, honestly is, like, such a good actor, and he's, like, been locked in as, like, this Hollywood heartthrob, you know? Yeah. 
And just to hear him talk, like, it's so funny. And, you know, he has the opportunity at, like, at the height of his fame to just pick and choose whatever he wants to do. So, like, yeah. obviously, like, shrinking is really important for him that he signed on because he doesn't, you know, sign on to that many things. But, yeah, like, it's a really – I think it was, like, a really emotional, like, good show. The problem with me is that, like, I started – I watched three episodes and then I started Lost and then watched three episodes. <laughs> and then I started The Bear and then it was over. Like <laughs> – so we do have some Star Wars news, actually. Um, and of course, our curse, whenever we record early, news always drops. So who knows? But um, we did have a special edition of the Higher Public show because we are gearing up for phase three that will be starting here um, in, let me see, we get the Higher Public anthology in September and then we start with Eye of Darkness in November. So we've still got a couple more months to go. But... In the High Republic show, they revealed the fate of Buriaga. And here's the thing, okay? I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater. I'm not. However, of course he's alive. I know he's alive. Where is Stellan Geos? That's all I care about. He's alive. I think Stellan's alive. <laughs> yes. We're Stellan like, truthers. Stellan truthers. Listen, Wikipedia on Twitter, like, posted about Stellan's death. Lies and slander. How dare you? Well, Wikipedia isn't, you know, made by Lucasfilm. Which is why it is lies and slander. Exactly. And they even said on, on the Hair Public show, sadly, Selen Geos did not survive. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Wait, they said that on the High Republic show? Well, because um, they're doing a, a short comic run on 11 of the 12 members of the council and... The reason it's 11 and not 12 is because Stellan isn't in it. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, because like, he's, he presumed, okay. he's presumed dead. Okay. Presumed, presumed dead. I think he's playing a Michelle Rodriguez in Fast and Furious. I think so, too. Comes back with amnesia. <laughs> forgets family. <laughs> <laughs> I listen. He's going to come back and he's going to be a dark sider. You heard it I here really first. hope so. I would die for that. I would I am that. so excited to see what happens to Avar and Elzar. I think his quote unquote <laughs> death is going to tear them apart. Personally, I think it's going to tear them apart. I think one of them is going to turn to the dark side and one of the and the other one is going to become like a zealot for the light and then Stellan's going to come back and like be the link to bring them back together. Yes. <sighs> I speak it into the universe. I believe it. Sounds, I mean, it sounds like a good plot. <laughs> I would be here for it. Well, so like looking at it, you know, we have Eye of Darkness, Escape from Valo, and Defy the Storm. Like those are our next couple of books coming out. We also got the cover for Eye of Darkness and it has a Marky and Roe man spreading on a throne. We love to see it. We do love it's to hot. see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, holding Loden Greatstorm's lightsaber. Yep. So I'm I'm definitely looking. I, I think we're going to be in for a dark couple of books. But I just know, like, one of those books is going to end. And it's going to be, like, somewhere um, in the ruins of Starlight Beacon. And it's going to be Stellan. Like, I just, I know it's going to happen. Or maybe they'll find Buryaga and Buryaga will be like, stop. No, Stellan's alive. Well, he would have died, <laughs> like, in the water, right? 
Like that's no. where his body. No, no, no. I'm. He's not dead. I'm just saying. Like no, I know. It but is. Yes. It is assumed. It is assumed. assumed is that his body would be in the water. Yes, if there was a body. Yes. So we do learn from specifically Path of Vengeance um, what happens to Force users when they have prolonged contact with um, the Leveler or, like, one of the Nameless. And it doesn't necessarily result in death. It doesn't... It does. It's not good. But it does not necessarily result in death. That's all I'm saying. And Kevin Scott wrote that book. So... And Kevin, we trust. <laughs> um, so in other news, like I said at the top of the show, um, Speak Now's Taylor's version just came out today. And y'all, it's really good. It's the best Taylor's version. Yeah. She loves Speak Now. Like, we kept talking on and on. Everybody was talking about how, like, Red is Mother's favorite. Speak Now is Mother's favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The production is very good from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Her voice. The vault tracks are all really good. I, I can see you. Yeah. And um, Electric Touch. I listened to Electric Touch twice because the first time I was like, mm, I don't know. And then listen to it again. And I'm like, no, it's it slaps. It, it slaps. Yeah, it's a bop. Mm-hmm. I really like Castles Crumbling. Mm-hmm. I can already see all of the villain fan edits that it's going to get. When Emma falls in love, that, you know, lost lost opportunity to be, like, every Tumblr edit in 2010 of Once Upon a Time. Literally. Everybody's talked about that. Like, this was going to be, well, even, too, like, lost opportunity to be every edit when The Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out. Yeah. Like, any, or anything that Emma Stone has ever done, any Emma ever like, yes. Well, Emma. No, you know, you know what edits would have been. Yeah, no, tell me about the edits. Tell Emma, me about the edits. Emma Watson. <laughs> Shut up. And Tom Felton. <laughs> it's probably still going to happen. No, but like, could you imagine like how wild Tumblr would have gone back then for that? Absolutely. Especially like all those pictures with her wearing his hat and the skateboard. Every Jermione fic would be named after a line from When Enema Falls in Love. (laughs) (laughs) Like, because that's all I can think of um, when I listen to mine, because we read a fic called um, Made a Rebel. Um, Oh, yeah. So that's, like, all I can think of is how many, like, lyrics are um, fan fiction titles. Oh, man. That would be every single Jermione. Like, Jermione, specifically, like, Mafia, I feel. Like, it's, wow. (laughs) But also, so, Emma Stone, at the time when that would have been written, was dating Karen Culkin. Yeah. Roman Roy. (laughs) So are we going to get... Um, Emma Stone, Roman Roy fan edits. (laughs) Have you seen pictures of him when he was dating Emma Stone? No, I haven't. Oh, my. Oh, no. (laughs) I think he gives Joe Jonas a bit of a run for his money, to be honest. (laughs) What was it with these men? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, it was 2010. Like, that's how everyone dressed. But. (laughs) Like, they all wanted to look like Fall Boy. 
Oh, man. I saw, so somebody posted a picture, you know, of Fall Out Boy and Taylor Swift at the Victoria's Secret uh, mm-hmm. fashion show. And, like, I don't think we think enough about um, the, like, her outfit's great, but um, the Fall Out Boy outfits, what were we thinking, besties? <laughs> <laughs> that performance is incredible, though. It is incredible. But I think we moved on from that man's pants. Yeah. What were we doing? I, what were we all doing in 2010? You know, what a time to be alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I am. I really, really like Speak Now Taylor's version. I also, like, those vault tracks are so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I can, ar- <laughs> not to sound basic, but Ty- Timeless is such a Raylo song. I was thinking of every single Raylo AU. But I also feel like it's going to become, like, the Steve Rogers song. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. One, like, 100%. And, guys, like, we're just two, like, late 20s teenage girls, okay? <laughs> Closer to 30 than we are to 20 teenage girls having a great time reliving the two yeah <laughs> the like 2000s. i when i was like re-listening to speak now i was just like realizing like how formative this album was for me yeah i remember listening to it in high school yeah like it's and i went to the speak now tour like <laughs> it was a time it was a time what a time to be alive All right, so moving on into Indiana Jones. Um, The first thing I want to say is that, so we, Alex and I have two very different, like, connections with Indiana Jones. Like, Alex is definitely, like, that nostalgia. Like, you grew up with Indiana Jones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I watched them all, like, a couple of years ago when I was doing um, a different podcast. And they're not my favorite. However, um, like I said, I love a silly, goofy time. And that's why I love Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, because they were like, you know what? Let's have a silly, goofy time. Let's have a silly, goofy time during the Red Scare. I think it's going to be great. Aliens. I also rewatched Crystal Skull right before Dial of Destiny, just to, you know, jog my memory, because it's been Mm -hmm. forever. And there's that scene at the end (laughs) with the (laughs) the aliens. The one where he looks into the camera. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Before he kills Kate Blanchett? Yeah. That one. Yeah. I just, like, burst out laughing. <laughs> I, like, the second they reveal this skull, I was like, oh, they are so unserious. They are so unserious right now. Oh, man. I really love, though, the through line with Marion, because that is, like, one of my favorite things about the first movie is Marion. And so then to bring bring her back and be like, oh, we secretly have a child. And, like, they get married at the end. I was like, I love that. Like, I think that's why I dislike the second one so much. Because I'm like, where's Marion? What are you doing? Yeah. Who's this blonde girl? Get away. Mm-hmm. Guess it was Indy, his player era. He was his player era. We are, we are back from our break. Alex and I both got the purple Speak Now cardigan. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> What a time. Um, but yeah, I, I really love Marion. And I was glad that she had a little bit of an arc in the new Indiana Jones as well. I was really happy about that. It was really giving... Um, it it really gives Han Solo and Leia, though. 
Like, Marion is very much a Leia character. She is. Like, they're, and their relationship is so similar, especially in this movie. Um, just like, you know, like the falling out and everything. Um, I guess, like, going forward, we're going to have spoilers. Yeah, probably. And I mean, we're going to talk things we didn't like and things we do like as well. Mm hmm. Should we do that before spoilers? I think so. Like, let, let's get into, I guess let's start with the things that we didn't like. Because overall, I would say that we both really liked this movie. Like, I really enjoyed it. I would probably say it's my favorite Indiana Jones movie, which I know is blasphemy. But I really liked it. And I think that's because of Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Harrison Ford's relationship in this movie. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. Yeah. I, um... I think I was expecting something different from okay. their relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, like, um, I didn't realize that they were going to butt head, heads as much as they did. But it okay. was really interesting to see them kind of go up against each other in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were kind of, like, playing different sides, which was interesting. I, I will tack on there is one thing I didn't like. Um, but it's kind of a spoiler, so I guess we'll we'll get to it. Okay. Um, the first thing we have in the didn't like con- column is the uncanny de-aging. Yeah. Why couldn't they have just called Alden up? Well, the thing is, is the scene was way too long. Yes. Like, I understand, I, like, I can, I can understand doing the de-aging if it was, like, a five-minute scene. Yeah. Like, or less. Or well, even less it, than that. But, like, the scene was so long. Like, it was so much de-aged Harrison Ford. Like... Yeah. And and that, that comes to another thing that I didn't like is that, like, the pacing at the beginning was really slow. Like, that's... The whole section of him being de-aged was just too long. Yeah. And, like, I get why they did it. Like, f- narratively, I understand it. And also, just in terms of the movie, like, they wanted to show Harrison Ford, you know, like, beating up Nazis and, like, that kind of thing. Like, I totally get it. Um, But I agree. I kind of feel like for how big of a scene it was, I wish they had just cast a younger actor, you know? Because I I don't know what Lucasfilm is doing. Yeah. But, like, it looked right at certain moments, and then the lighting would just hit him in a different way, and it would just not look right. Yeah, it was really bad when he was, like, next to somebody who obviously wasn't de Yeah, like, lighting looked real on them. Like, because I don't understand, because the first time they really started doing this, like, Lucasfilm, was with Rogue One. Mm -hmm. And obviously we have that bit with Leia at the very end, which Leia looks a little bit uncanny, but it doesn't last very long. Yeah. So it's whatever. It's so short. Um, It's not. Yeah. But, like, Tarkin looks really good Mm -hmm. the whole time. Yeah, I I don't think, though, um, that scene necessarily pushes lighting very far. That's true. It is very dark. It's not like a complicated lighting shot, maybe. Yeah, that's true. And it's also pretty short. So Indy moves around a lot in this, and I think that's when I would be like, that's uncanny, is when he would turn like, turn his head, you know, Mm -hmm. like... Well, I also feel like, um, and this is, like, a thing with, like, gaming, because when you do the mocap, 
like mm-hmm. especially like back in the day like actors had to move their face a lot in order to like get an emotion and I felt like D.H. Harrison Ford's face was always doing so much I was like yeah like, there was nothing subtle about because any of his and Harrison Ford was never one to do big expressions it was yeah he, he's always been like subtle in his acting mm-hmm. so yeah like, that, it's a little goofy like could you imagine them like animating adam driver's face and like pulling a million expressions oh my god it, that's how it felt like it was a little weird <laughs> yeah and so yeah. it's like you know at this it, at this point especially like when you think about the luke stuff as well with like the mandalorian mm-hmm. like just cast a younger actor and that actor that was the stand and looked like him Yes. Like, what was the reason? What was the reason? Yeah. You know? I, like, I... <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it was weird. Um, but at the same time, like, it served, like, the scene served its purpose. Mm-hmm. It was a little slow to get started, but, like, once it was going, like, I I am a huge fan of grumpy old man Indiana Jones. That was another thing. So the de-aged version, Mr. Young Man would talk, and it's old man Harrison Yeah, Ford. that didn't bother me as much as the visuals. But, True. like, it definitely did sound like it was older Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Which was just a little bit weird. They did that with Luke, though, um, in Forces of Destiny. You remember? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> so the other thing, and this is... Uh, an offense that a lot of movies do um when they were in morocco and italy that that orange filter was orange it's like we we get it you're in a foreign country thank you anyway moving on right um i will say though that morocco car chase is my favorite scene of the movie yeah it was really um like fast paced Mm-hmm. It was a really good car chase. But, like, yeah, the, I guess the the downside of it is that orange filter in Morocco. But I found it only in the daytime scenes. Because yeah. the, the nighttime scenes in Morocco were really nice. Like, they looked really good. But it's just, like, it's 2023. Why are we using an orange filter? Haven't we gone yeah. past that? Part of me also thinks that, I mean, obviously, they're just using an orange filter because that's what they do. But part of me is also, like, I mean, I guess it fits aesthetically with, like, the other Indiana Jones movies. But yeah. at the same time, like... And I kind of... So I, I I kind of get the vibe from some of James Mangold's interviews is that he prioritizes things like that. Like, mm. um, you know, nostalgia over doing what is right now, especially with, like, that comes to John Reese davis too. Like, he... Yeah. He's not, you know, he's not Moroccan. Asked him about that, and he kind of just avoided the question. And, you know, it, it seems like it, he does it just for nostalgia's purpose. Yeah. And that kind of... The, that kind of worries me about his Star Wars movie a bit. Um... Yeah, because he's doing the, he, like, the prime gray Jedi, Jedi one. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, like, or- origins of, like, the first Jedi. Yeah, it's a little, that's a little yucky. It's mm-hmm. a little yikes. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that, um, but besides, like, those things, like, I liked most things about this movie. Yeah. My only other thing 
is at the end, and it is a spoiler. Okay. Um, so you want to do that after we talk about, well, I guess. Yeah. Because I think we'll get there in its own time. Okay. I think we will. Um, so, like, for things we liked, like, I really did like the plot of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked the idea of the Dial of Destiny. Um, I don't like how they said um, <laughs> Dionysus when they were in the cave. <laughs> they kept saying Dionys- Dionysus, Dionysius, Dionysius. That's how they kept saying it. I'm like, stop, stop. Because um, Archimedes' um, sphere, although in this mm-hmm. it was a dial, is something that they did like in Percy Jackson. And so it just kept bothering me. <laughs> but um, I really liked the idea of that. I liked that Phoebe Waller-Bridge was playing um, like Indy's goddaughter Mm -hmm. and she was kind of, it was presented that she was like following in the footsteps of her father. Of course, that's not where things go, but just the way that this dial, like not only is it obviously a very important historical artifact, but with the potential of it, like doing some time travel and things like that, like I think it kind of hit a little bit like more than Indy thought it was going to. Like you could tell that like he was really affected by this dial and like the way it was connected to his past and everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I guess it was ta- it took it took him from by surprise what it could do and how it cha- it could change his life potentially. Yeah. And I also think that he didn't it, it took him by surprise how much he cared about like one like the life work of his friend Mm -hmm. to like helping his daughter and then three yeah like the potential like effects that this could have on his own life i think it was just very surprising for him because i do think he he has retirement party at the beginning yes i I do think i'm winding down now Mm -hmm. um like i'm retiring you know i moved into an apartment in the city like i'm just gonna watch tv well, and I think that's not what he wanted. I yeah. think he was feeling obsolete, you know, like it, not to say that it was Cars 3, but it was <laughs> giving Cars 3 a little bit. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and so I think he liked being back in the fray again, but then he was constantly reminded that like he's older, he's lost so many things. Like if I had a nickel for every time they killed off uh, Shia LaBeouf off screen for the fifth installment of a franchise i'd have two nickels um (laughs) but you know he lost his son and then that resulted in like marion leaving him and he's feeling very like i actually really liked how they wrote crystal skull into this i do too actually like i like that they don't disregard it but they're also like you know like that happened it It has weight like there's weight it was given weight like emotional weight and it serves indy's emotional arc in this movie like i think the way that they could have like written around it is like one either have marion just not in it and then just be like oh yeah it didn't work out whatever or two have marion be in it they're happily married but now Mm -hmm. he's going on another romp thing so to have like I had heard that Spielberg's so at the at the point when Spielberg was still supposed to make this movie, he ended up doing working on Fablemans, which was like his baby instead of doing this. But he in his version of Indy 5, apparently there was going to be much more Marion in it. Mm. 
which I would have liked to see her more. But honestly, I really liked just this thought that they did have a happy life and it was, you know, his wife and him getting to know his son and then the death of his son completely rocked that. I really liked the depth that that gave it's him. It's very like, uh, sequel trilogy. It's, it is very sequel trilogy. And, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was very, like, Han Solo coded, that whole part. But I liked that a lot. And I kind of think that that's another reason why he does kind of get roped in a little bit easier with um, Helena Shaw. Because... Not that she's the same as his son, but it kind of mirrors itself, yeah. right? And I, I man, I just, I, I feel like I got to talk about Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I loved her in this movie. I love her in everything. She's she, I, so it's good. True. She's so good in everything. I love the character of Helena Shaw. I love that, like, she actually is, like, a con man. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really fun. Like, just, it, it, it kind of echoes, you know, with... Shia LaBeouf's character um, with Mutt, like, he was a rebel, right? Mm -hmm. And so she was kind of rebelling against this life. And instead of, you know, being an archaeologist and, you know, trying to preserve history, like, she's just profiting off of it. And I – she is young Indiana Jones. Like, Mm -hmm. she is. Like, when she's in Morocco and, like, people are after her and, like, she ran away from an engagement and he's after her. Oh, I love that story. It's gender-bent – Young Indy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, all of the people who are mad at her for being annoying or for doing this or doing that, I'm like, that's literally indie shenanigans. I would, like, pay for a Disney Plus series with her. Yes. But, like, do I think that's going to happen? No. No, because people ruin good things. They do ruin good things. And, like, for some reason, uh, well, I know the reason. Like, <laughs> fanboys love to hate Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah. They hate her so much. I, like... Disney, can't you just make something for the girlies? Yes. Oh, please make something for the girls. Like, we are begging. Well, like, that's the thing. is like, when, like, there is nothing within the Indiana Jones franchise that is, like, made for the girls. There's nothing. There because is Star nothing. Wars, like, you know, they started to do more, you know, bringing in Ahsoka, you know, mm-hmm. Ray being a main char- the main character. Like, where is that for Indy? Like, exactly. where is that? Well, and so... I really thought at the end of this movie, um, so we are talking about spoilers. Okay. I'm so sorry. I love uh, you guys. If you haven't seen this movie, you should go watch it and then come back. So I was really convinced that at the end of this movie, she was gonna, it, it, it was passing the torch to her. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I feel like they kind of fumbled it. Okay. So this whole movie, I'm like, I really do think they're setting her up to be the next indie. Kind of like how, it felt like they were setting up Shia LaBeouf to be the next indie mm-hmm. in a way. I mean, they were. They were, they were. there. They were. It's just um, things changed. Absolutely. You know, with, with Shia and then also the Disney bio. Like, I do yes. believe that that's what was happening with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So at the very end of this movie, like, Marion comes back and, you know, she's reconciled with um, Indiana Jones and it's great. And Helena walks out the door because she's like going on and she does look back and it zooms out on her and then it zooms in on the hat and I'm like okay but then Harrison Ford grabs the hat and I'm like Harrison is not coming back as Indiana Jones yeah so like what was that true I didn't think about that I mean they do that in Crystal Skull too Mm -hmm. like um 
when but he picks, picks up it the up. hat. Yeah. So I was like, maybe that's what they were going for. But I was wishing for like a little bit more of like either, you know, we have hung up the hat, but there's more adventures to come or something like that. But it felt kind of like holding on to no Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones is what it felt a little bit yeah. to me. But that it's was kind of like, like my only like the, thing. It, like the legacy is just going to die there. Yeah, that that is kind of what it felt like because I agree. Like I would love a Disney Plus show about Helena Shaw. I think that'd be amazing. They I would. Dig I like hate that another they won't movie. do it. That it, it's that's not gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. Ev- never ever will they do that. Like nobody is even gonna propose doing that, which is so upsetting because she's such a fascinating character. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe Waller Bridge is so funny. Yeah. Well, and like, yeah, it would be hilarious. Like, could you imagine? Like, it's not gonna be Fleabag, but like a Fleabag yeah. humor mm-hmm. type of thing. And you could have. I honestly do think Harrison Ford would be up for returning just to be like, I'm sitting on the couch now. Like shrinking. Like he's just there. He's just there. Like he's kind of like the wisdom. You know, he's not like doing anything. He's like, I'm not, I'm not indie anymore. You're indie. Yeah. Type of vibe. I, I enjoy how Harrison Ford is so enthusiastic about indie. But if you ask him about Han Solo, he's just like grumpy about it. He's so grumpy about Star But he's, Wars. like, delighted to talk about Indy. He is, which is so funny to me. Like, because I remember, um, like, reading about him. And, like, he was such, like, a reluctant, like, movie star heartthrob well, of the 80s. he was a 80s. carpenter. <laughs> you know? Like, he had a normal life working with wood. How <laughs> Jesus of him. <laughs> Is Jesus coded Harrison Ford? <laughs> yeah, so I I really do think that he would return for something like that. But <laughs> so many times in this movie, like I love when they're trying to like scale the wall, and he's like he stops moving, and he's like I just kept thinking, what am I doing? I've got a screw in my hip and a plate in my leg. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> I just he was so like um. Like, Carl Fredrickson. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> I really... That was just, like, so silly. And I love that. I love him just being an old man, you know? And I kind of feel like that was robbed to us in Star Wars with Luke. I love old man Luke. And then they took it back. And they're like, no, nah, he's still a badass. And I'm like, but... And he's but just I silly like, and goofy. I like silly, goofy old man Luke. Just like how I like old man, silly Yoda. You yeah, know? oh, The Last Jedi, Yoda. I Yeah, I love Last Jedi, Yoda. I love... Empire um, Strikes Back, Yoda. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to tell you about this thing. I'm just going to roll over. I must go to sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I like that. We hate High Republic Yoda, though. We hate High Republic Yoda in this house. We hate prequels Yoda in this house. <laughs> <laughs> Until not, I... Like, not hate in, like, the badly written kind of way. No. Like, just hate his character. Now go stand in the corner and think about what you did. <laughs> hate. <laughs> like, he was a moth to a flame, and she was holding the ashes. Hate. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, there were so many other good performances, though. Um, Mads as the villain. Mm-hmm. Man. Scary. He's so scary. And I he kept was thinking, scary. I'm like, oh, it's Jin's dad. And then I'm like, oh, he's a Nazi. Yeah, he, he was 
the Nazi. Yeah. He was like, I don't think Hitler did a good job. I'm going to go back and be a better Hitler. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh no, my. I was like surprised when he revealed what he was trying to do. And I was like, oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Like, I'm glad he didn't succeed. I, I am was glad like, that he didn't I succeed. I was wondering, I was like, they're going back. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And then that, like, twist at the end. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. So, Dial of Destiny works, but mm-hmm. it only works, like, to take you back to this one moment in yeah. history, which was um, the Siege of Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was so interesting to me that it takes you back there and, like, you see, like, oh, man, the look. Like, Harrison Ford did such a good job, like, when Indy sees where he is in, like, this old time. Mm-hmm. And to have, like, this character who was so obsessed with, like, going back and, like, you know, yeah. taking over and all that to, like see that he was right but he was also just so wrong and it it was so cool and like the romans thinking that these were dragons and i loved all of that that was so yeah. cool like they did time travel really well mm-hmm. i was not expecting i'm so picky about time travel and they did yeah. it really well no you're you're so right that they did do the time travel really well i also was in that whole scene i was like oh yeah this is where the budget went like because it's a very went. expensive movie, and the movie looked very expensive, and all the CG in that section was really good. It looked great. I saw it in IMAX. It looked really good. Yeah, it did look really good. I think they spent all their money there, and they were like, "Oh man, we still got a DH." No, because I'm not convinced that Lucasfilm has like figured out how to do no they that properly. They haven't. They have not. I I also really love, and I think this is another reason why fanboys hate it so much that helena was so like you are not staying here to indiana jones yeah i was going back and forth in that scene whether indy was going to stay or not i was like and and i saw before i saw it a lot of people on twitter alluding to that ending and some people having a hard time accepting that they went that way Mm -hmm. and like maybe i would have liked it if he stayed with like i'm so glad that he didn't no me too yeah. Because, like, they needed to give closure to the Marianne story. Like, if he had stayed. Well, and that was the whole thing, is that he thought he was obsolete. He didn't have anything to live for. He failed his yeah. family. He's like, I don't have anything to go back to. I'm retired now. And she was, like, adamant. She's like, no. Like, you don't belong here. You belong there. Yeah. Like, you still have a life there. And I think the whole movie kind of showed that because there were so many people who still that showed life up for was Indy. still worth living post retirement. Yeah, is the message of the movie: <laughs> don't kill yourself after retirement. It's like you can find meaning beyond your job. Yeah, and like I like to think now because like you know Marion came back that like maybe they can just be happily retired. Like maybe he'll Aww. like get a silly little job. Like, at a museum. Or he'll like, be, like, a librarian or something. Yeah. Like, or, you know, they'll go full up, but he's, like, selling balloons or something. Mm-hmm. Just, I think that is so, like, his life will still have meaning. And I think that was really spectacular. She's, like, you know, you don't have to just, like, live in the past. Like, this isn't all that your life is. Like, this isn't what defines you. And I can see why people would be mad that she 
was so adamant about that. And, like, because she was like, I'm not leaving you here. Like, she knocks him out. Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't convince him. She's just like, no, 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 no. You're not doing this. Are you insane? No. You cannot stay here with these people. And she even tells, like, Archimedes, and she's like, um, no, he cannot help you. Yeah. He's not staying here to help you. I'm so sorry. You have to do this by yourself. Which also, like, I really liked as somebody who's picky about time travel. It's like, you these people from the future with their technology, it's like, they cannot save you. You have to do it yourself. This <laughs> is your time. You do this. I really liked that. You also have on here about the costumes. Oh, everything that Helena wears. It's so it's nice. So, All the so costumes... Good. We're really, really good. I would love to see an exhibit with all the costumes. I would too. Like I, I really liked that it was giving '60s in a more subtle way, except for that well, one. Well, cop it was character. it was '69, so it was really kind of even disco-y. Like That's it true, was starting yeah. to feel like very disco. Mm-hmm. I felt like, um, especially Helena's Morocco outfit, mm-hmm, like the blouse. Yes. Um, I kept thinking is like Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> like the outfits were giving just like a fun time. Yeah. And that's something that we could get if they would give us more Helena stories. And I love how, <laughs> is it when they get to, is it Greece or Italy? And Indy just like buys himself a new outfit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I just like, but it's still, like, his normal outfit. Yeah, it's his normal outfit, but he just buys it again. He buys the it again. The leather jacket. That I'm is like, man, so that was an man. expensive outfit. Like, that's, like, whole all leather. That is such an old man thing for him to do. My dad, there's a picture of us. There's one when I'm, like, five. There's one when I'm, like, ten. And there's one when I'm 15. And there, he's wearing the same outfit. Mm-hmm. In each one. <laughs> what an old man dad thing to do. Yeah. To just keep wearing the same outfit. <laughs> Meanwhile, and he Helena's keeps over buying here. the same outfit. <laughs> yeah. That's how my dad is. He just buys the same thing. It's like, oh, it's new, but it's the same. Oh, wait. So it was new, but yeah. it was the same. Oh, my yes. God. It's like the same. I'm like looking. I'm like, even down to your socks. He's like, well, I like those socks. I just keep buying them. You probably them. got them at Costco, right? Like Yes. In a yes. multi-pack, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Actually, yes. Yeah, and then Helena's over here having a fashion show, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. Helena's having her own fashion show yeah. for this movie. I wish I could be Phoebe Waller-Bridge in Italy yeah. every day. That's how I wish I could be, you know? I even, like, the treasure hunting vibes were so yeah. good. Like, this was such a good summer romp. You know? And what about Rennie? What did you feel about Rennie? I liked him. Mm-hmm. I, I liked his journey. Um, I I couldn't help thinking that in every Indiana Jones movie, there has to be some little ethnic boy. No, no, no. Rennie is Antonio Banderas' character. Oh, I thought you were talking about the little boy. Oh, no. What's his name? I don't remember his name. I can't remember his name either. I just, like, I wanted to talk about Rennie because I just heard Puss in Boots the whole time. This is true. I, the second he showed up, I'm like, is that Antonio Banderas? <laughs> yeah, no, I liked him. I don't like that he died. That no, he sad. died really quickly. He did. He was he was here for a short time. 
Um, yeah, I like wish they used him more. I think I do too. Because a lot of what he was into was when they were diving. So like he obviously doesn't have any lines or anything because they were underwater. Mm-hmm. That diving scene gave me anxiety. Oh, me too. I don't like because it was well done because I felt anxious. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, this this is scary. Like, well done, you guys. <laughs> the the eels. Yeah. I love that they served eels instead of snakes. Yeah. But it reminded me of in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull when Mutt tries to pull Indy out of the quicksand with a snake. Yeah. <laughs> so unserious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think it was a great summer romp. Like, honestly, like, this Little Mermaid and Barbie, like... I really feel like we're in mm-hmm. just such like a fun time Elemental. right now. This Elemental. is like this is giving twenty eight summer twenty eighteen movie vibes. Like that it is summer giving was really summer good. Yeah, we're gonna look back and be like summer twenty twenty three. That was that was a movie summer. Like uh, this really feels like the rebirth of the movies because like indie was such a fun movie to see in theaters. Yeah. Like, I'm so glad I got to see it, like, in theaters. Same with Little Mermaid. Like, I'm glad mm-hmm. I watched that in theaters. I'm glad I watched Elemental. Like, I'm really, like, feeling it right now. And then, of course, going into Barbie, man. Yeah. Barbie, I'm seeing, I'm doing the double feature. You are doing the double um, feature. And, oh, I saw a trailer for My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 oh, before yeah. Asteroid City. And that's coming out in September. Oh, snap. Mm-hmm. That's so exciting. Yeah. I feel like we should, like, rewatch. I don't think I've seen the second one. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. So I need to watch the second one. Yes. Mm-hmm. I am not doing a, a double feature. I actually probably will not see Oppenheimer in theaters. <laughs> I get it. It's three hours. It's three hours. Um, I'm kind of just, like, going along. Like, I yes. think if I was seeing it alone, um, like, I wouldn't. But right. I'm, I'm, I'm tagging along to do the double feature. Yes, yes. <laughs> I am um, of the opinion. I saw this on TikTok, and I totally agree. Um, the fanboys are not going to turn out for Barbie. So why yeah. should I turn out for Oppenheimer? I mean, like, <laughs> I, but I still fully believe Barbie's opening weekend is going to be way better. Oh, I agree. And I think the reason, I think Oppenheimer is going to do really well, but I think the reason it's going to do really well is because the Barbie girls are going, are going to it. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why capitalism always forgets that their biggest monetizing factor is the girlies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> We had to pause the show so that we could buy a cardigan. Are you kidding me? Like, of course. You gotta monetize those girlies. We're ready to spend some money. Barbie knows this. Barbie is like pink capitalism at like to I a T. I don't understand why the movie theaters are they gonna do like Barbie cups and Barbie like popcorn buckets? They better. I, that would convince me I, to buy like, a large. Like, Regal didn't have anything for indie. We were like, hey, do you guys have, like, indie cups or something? They're like, no. Yeah. I I hope they do that for Barbie because I would be convinced and yeah. I would buy it. Yeah. I, I'm really excited for that. That's going to be so cool. Because right now we just have um, Joyride, really. Joyride until is that this comes weekend, out. like today. Mm-hmm. I I have heard really good things, mm-hmm. so I don't think I'll go see that. Mission in the Impossible Seven is also getting really good reviews, and that's next weekend. Mission Impossible Seven just makes me laugh, though. 
It just makes me laugh. Oh, Tom Cruise, what are you doing? Seven Mission Impossibles, what are you doing? Well, what do you no, think you are, Fast is, and the Furious? This is number seven, part one. <laughs> no, have you seen it? It's like Mission Impossible <laughs> Dead Reckoning, part one. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, like, so Fast and Furious 10 just came out. Fast X, that's what it's yeah, called. Yeah, Fast X. But mm-hmm. I don't know if the next one is Fast X part two or Fast 11. You know what's hilarious? So I'm, you know, rewatching Gilmore Girls as one does, and I just started season seven. And in the first episode of season seven, they talk a lot about Fast and the Furious. Shannon, like, I, like if you want a silly movie time, I can, <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> Like, number five, like, honestly, like, I think that, like, Fast and Furious 5 will be, like, a comfort movie because it's just so silly and goofy. Oh, my gosh. What, okay, what number is Tokyo Drift? Is that three? three? So, like, okay. but there is a, the order of viewing is, it's like Star Wars that it's not in chronological. Oh, well, the reason I was asking is because in Gilmore Girls, like Rory's all like you begged me to see Fast and the Furious one with you and I was like no and then you begged me to see Fast and Furious 2 with you and then Tokyo Drift came out and I was like oh my god yeah Tokyo Drift is three but if you were to watch it in chronological order it's not actually until after six I think this is so it goes like bananas. one two four five six Tokyo Drift seven, seven. eight and then and then Hobbs and Shaw <laughs> what are you on? Um, we watched seven. So seven <laughs> was the last one with Paul Walker in it. Okay. And they actually did not finish the movie before he died. And oh, they yeah. actually did do a lot of CG and or his brother stood in. And it was really good. Was it better than Indy? Yes, but then again, I also, I'm not 100% sure what scenes were CG. So that's, I mean, that's a good sign. That is a good sign. There was one scene that I was like, whoa, that was, it was good. That's awesome. So maybe, maybe after Lost. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, I love a silly, goofy time. At, At my core, I'm just a silly, goofy girl. And you just like need to know, like, Characters don't really die in the series. Like. (laughs) Actually, that would have been so good. So the other day, I was just like wanting to put on something that I could like tune out. And I could have, I should have put that on. Because you know what I watched? (laughs) I watched Hunchback of Notre Dame with my eyes closed. (laughs) And I just like listened. (laughs) Honestly, like the first few Fast and Furious are very like of its time. Like early 2000s. Yeah. But like I said. I don't know what it was about the fifth movie. I was just like, this is great. Like, I loved that, it. I was literally having that conversation, though, with somebody about Transformers. Because I'm like, I've never seen any Transformer movies Bumble except for Bee. Bumblebee. Bumblebee is, like, the best movie ever made. <laughs> it is, though. It is. And there's that new... Didn't... Did the new Transformers come out yet? Yeah. The Rise of the Beast. Yeah. Yeah, I stopped seeing that trailer. So I guess, yeah, it's out now. Yeah. Oh, well, it outperformed The Flash. I know everything's outperforming The Flash. But, like, I... Do you want to turn into a car or a beast? I mean, like, I... I mean, you know me. I love cars. So, like, I'm surprised I took this long to watch (laughs) Fast and Furious. Yeah, Alex, she loves cars. 
She's I a car girl. I, so you know how I've been watching Lost and like Michelle Rodriguez is in that and she's in Fast and Furious. So I was looking at her IMDb and I saw that she's a voice in Turbo, you know, like the snail <laughs> the <snails>. movie. <laughs> Not the snail movie. <laughs> oh my God. That's insane. I love that. Listen, I'm having such a great time reliving the 2000s right now. Really? Yeah. The only thing, though, is, like, I'm watching Lost, and then I'm like, imagine being on this island and you are wearing low-rise jeans right now. Yeah, Kate, like, Kate looks, like, so 2002. She's so 2002. Listen, Evangeline Lilly is so stunning in this, and then I'm reminded Mm -hmm. of, like, the menace she is now. And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, like, literally the next time we have an episode, it's Barbie. Yeah. Can you believe it? No. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm going with, like, two of my teacher friends. So I'm very, very excited. And then after that, we're going to start getting into some more books. Loki is coming soon. Need to do it. I, oh, I say this every time. I need to start rewatching Loki. Every time we do an episode, I'm like, I need to rewatch Loki. And then what do I do? I watch Gilmore Girls and Lost. Fair. But anyway, if you would like to keep the conversation going, you can find us pretty much always on Twitter as long as it is still functioning. We are still there. We are going down <laughs> with the ship. Yeah. Um, but you can find us at lip underscore lightsabers also on instagram under the same name i am at mccarter shannon and alex is at alex leonis and we will see you guys next time in a barbie world bye bye